0: Well, ladies and gentlemen good afternoon and welcome to our REIB webinar talking everything about auction competitions and the difference in your auction career my name is paul Zamalis and i will be moderating this fantastic looking panel of auctioneers today and welcoming you and welcoming today we have luke beniciotis adrian butera and peter kakos we'll give a little bit of a rap sheet on each and every one of you shortly gentlemen but before doing that we do want to thank our sponsors and partners this afternoon that made this webinar possible anywhere auctions herald sun leader community news open to view and racv events like this wouldn't be possible without you so thank you very much for your support so gentlemen let's commence I'll very quickly give our audience a little bit of background on each and every one of you. We are talking about auction competitions today. Luke, we'll start with you 2014 REIV Novice Auctioneer Competition Winner, 2018 and 2019 REIV Senior Auctioneering Competition Winner, and 2019 Australasian Auctioneering Championship Finalist and REIV Master Auctioneer. Definitely a good list. It's taken you a while. Yeah, been a little while. Enjoyed the journey? Yeah, it's it's
1: um, has its ups and downs, you know, with anything. You know, I think there's only a handful of people, especially with the seniors, that have turned up first go and and won it. So the journey's fun if you commit to it. It's very rewarding.
0: Fantastic. Well, we are certainly the the youngest of the panel. We've got some seasoned veterans on the other side of the panel this afternoon. And Adrian, we start with yourself. 1994 R.E.I.V. Novice Auctioneering Competition Winner. I barely was coming out of primary school at that time, so I, there we go. I made made a promise. Mostly our viewers weren't born then. Oh, that, that's oh, alright, at least know. we can learn something. We can see how it's evolved. That's fair enough. Four-time uh, REIB Senior Auctioneering Competition Winner and current uh, auctioneer for the Royal Children's Hospital uh, Good Friday appeal, which I want to sort of delve into a little bit shortly with you. Peter Kakos. 1996 REIV Novice Auctioneering Competition winner, 2003 REIV Senior Auctioneering Competition winner, a 2003 Australasian Auctioneering Championship winner, and 2019 Auctioneer and Channel 9's The Block and REIV Master Auctioneer. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Certainly you've uh, had your fair share of experience both in your professional auctioneering career, but also in your uh, competition careers. Um, Adrian, maybe I might start with yourself. Uh, you've seen it. You've been around it a lot longer than all of all of us. Uh, why did you get involved to begin with?
2: Yeah. So as as the rap sheet says, '94. It was uh, it was really simple for me. Uh, I'd not long started in the real estate in 1990, and I remember saying to my boss at the time, "I'd like to be an auctioneer, and then I'd like to compete." And he simply said, "Oh, look." You, you you won't win because it always goes to the people on the other side of the city. And at the time I was in labor and that was enough fuel for me to just give me that little bit extra encouragement or motivation to give it a crap. Um, look, I, I think in the early days I had a really good mentor, good coach It was another colleague in the office that was good at, good at auctioneering. Uh, and from there it just, just propelled forward. But it was a great, um, it was great to, Get out in the street then and then you know move forward from then after 94. From winning the novice, it allowed me the freedom to, to start calling options on the street.
0: So did you have any uh, street experience before you participated in the competition?
2: No, not at all. Um, pre-94, firstly, the rules didn't allow. I'm not sure that they allow now. I think a, a little bit now, isn't it? 10. 10. 10 <laughs> 20, I think. 20. So, so then we weren't allowed to have called any. But um, I, I certainly had the luxury of watching stock auctions. So not too far from where I lived in Mernda was the oldest independent uh, stock auctions in the state. Uh, I think it's certainly gone now been developed and consumed by uh, by uh, the urban sprawl. But it, um, I was fascinated to see them selling chooks and pigs and cows and uh, it was all the mums and dads buying them. It wasn't like real a big, estate, yeah, it it variations, wherever you sell. But it certainly invoked that passion that, that I've you know, held now for 25 plus years.
0: Fantastic. And Peter, did you have a similar circumstance? Did uh, a mentor push you into mm-hmm. it or were you sort of always an advocate and you always wanted to you know, add auctioneering uh, to the resume and you sort of just took a leap of faith on your own?
3: Yeah, I, I think um, it's it's really important to have that supportive environment. Uh, we, I started at Philip Webb uh, in 1993 as a 19-year-old, and the auction comps were part of our DNA um, to the point where, and I look at auction training now, and, and I guess today's a little bit about you know why do auctions and as in competitions and yes. so forth. And I've got to say, as an agent, as a as a as a young agent, it was my way to to really you know master a craft, understand the whole auction philosophy, and. And I looked at, um, at, at real estate agents and they do all this work to list the property, and then they do all this work at Open for Inspections and then someone else would come in and take the glory and do the auctions. I thought, yeah, that's not me. I want to be that person taking the glory as well. But, but loved sort of speaking and, 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 and a bit of a showman, shall I say, um, um, at that time and just, and, and just loved it, just lived and breathed it. But the important thing is, is, is we had an office environment that embraced it and the training that went on it was was phenomenal and you're talking about you know being trained from within um like the whole team got behind you it was uh, it was a real like a sport it was that it was your team it's like right here's our here's our auctioneer let's get behind him and we would do i would always always do an auctioning sales meeting always that was just part of it that's how we uh, concluded the salesman It's like pete's going to do an auction now and everyone would get involved And everyone was right behind you and then for competitions, we would literally be doing one to two auctions a day with the whole team getting involved and bidding and asking questions. And so it became really easy to sort of master your craft because repetition is a mother of a skill and you were just constantly doing auction after auction after auction. Right. And I, and I guess I look at it a little bit critically now in terms of some auctioneers that come into auction comps that, oh, I wasn't prepared, I sort of just did it. It's like, if we take you back to the, the great auctioneers of the 90s and that's a long time ago isn't it but yeah. i studied VHS tapes that's right yeah <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> they were worn out in my house you know guys like peter petrini and michael brock michael brock from <laughs> south australia was was the guy that i wanted to emulate, I, you know, it's always good to create your own style, but look at someone who you can emulate and, and pick up little pieces from. And Michael Brock was that for me. And what, what
0: caught your attention about Michael, Peter? Just oh. the
3: way he he explained things and his, his charismatic attitude and um, or, or nature, shall I say, and his, his the way he took his bids, the way he did his his um, property descriptions. The late Mike McCarthy was amazing at that. He was a real showman, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Adrian, he his descriptions were. It was a it was a theatre production for Mike, and that's what I loved about auctions back then. It was like everyone had their style, and the Tira had the greatest voice. I oh, still have, you know, the, the greatest voice, and 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 it was just everyone had their little piece. Yes, and it was a, it really was a sport, like a it was a real competition. It was a real sport, and you would train damn hard for it. And that's um, and with it came trials and tribulations. There was massive amounts of disappointment. You know, I won the Victorian comp in 2003. What you don't read there is I lost 2000. I lost 2001. I was a finalist 2000. Lost. Finalist 2001. Lost. Finalist 2003. Thinking two, sorry. Thinking third time lucky. Lost that again. Um, And then came back for my fourth chance. Uh, But with that came enormous amounts of sort of growth and learning and that's really important to sort of master this craft.
0: So just touching on that Peter and I'll go to Luke more recently like you, you made the final of the Australasian Championship last yep. year I was there and I witnessed it and, I, and to be honest that was probably the best performance I've ever seen you put on but it's taken you to Peter's point you know how many years to get there and yep. it's that classic case of learn how to fail and fail all well, because that's where you that's where you learn. Definitely. Um, Similar scenario to Pete. Um, Entered the seniors
1: for the first time, took a break in 2015 after um, winning the Novice, took a break, built up a few um, additional skills, but did a lot of work with Harry Lee I was pretty fortunate to, through the RAOV and the various things we were doing, we got to become really good mates outside of work, but sort of took me under his wing and we started training and the end goal was always to win the the seniors here, move on to So. 2016, I remember it, I turned up, did all this training, thought, I've got this, I'm going to nail it, and then it got up, and it was a complete and utter debacle. Like, I left there, tail between my legs, okay. We started training again. 2017, I material decided to do again, um, and it was really interesting. Was I 2017, you had another go, yeah, and I remember that year, I was like, great, so, there was a few past winners in it that year, so I was like, this is the year that um, I really want to give it a red watch shot. Um, finished the heat, felt like gee, I've done a really good call. I should make the final. Didn't make it again. Um, Tail between the legs again. But then came back in 2018, and it was sort of you know, a determined breakout year. Everything just sort of came together. Um, yeah, you spoke about 2018, 2019. Um, yeah, there were still some really good auctioneers in there. Michael Wood, if he's watching, um, I think he was like a cook for the most bridesmaids. But um, yeah, you know, he was. Really good to compete against you yourself um, last year and it all just sort of came together. Um, you know, bit of luck as well and you know, sometimes the script is in favour of your, your technique or you know, the numbers just fall in your face and it's just how it works. Yeah. But there is, there's a lot of hard work, really similar right. to Pete, you know, training two or three times a week, hour blocks. Um, when I first started, the nobis was every day, just like Pete. Now, at the front of Blackburn train Station, just auction after auction, I um, was really lucky, Cameron. Um, my boss would just dedicate half an hour a day and just do it over and over again. And it just became, um, I had a trainer, I'd say to me, it's almost like being a marathon runner. Um, you just get junk miles into your legs. You just keep running.
0: Because when you get to the race, you've done the work, and you know you've done the work, and that's how it was always approached Okay. So can, for, the, for the viewers, and you know, having sat in that position, I'm sure all of us have, we see competition. We see REIV, you know, novice, senior auctioneer competition. Um, can I just get you to give us a quick overview, Luke, for those that are watching that probably don't know anything about competition, yep. that this is not just a state-run thing. This is something that's run nationally. Each mm-hmm. respective state runs their own competition, yep. and that this culminates into a national competition. Just give us a bit of info so that people can go away and research and understand that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so the Novice is purely state-run. So the Novice um, program this year, we've actually changed the entry requirements to be um, no more than 12 months or less than 20 auctions are the entry requirements, whichever comes first. Um, so that's really exciting because that opens it up to some people that maybe have called a couple of street auctions, didn't really get the hang of it and they wanted to go do some extra training and development because that's what the Novice Program is all about. It's, right. you know, it's great if you win it, but it really is. It was the perfect springboard and I'm sure Pete and Adrian will say the same thing when you first started, the perfect springboard to get up and running um, you know, in your auctioneering career. Um, it's really, really, you not it's set up in a way that it's purely to develop you as an optioneer. It's not too difficult if you do the work, um, kind of like real estate in general, if you do the work, it's you know, reasonably easy. Um, so but then you step forward into the seniors and that's where you really get put through your paces. Um, and that's probably where the biggest gap where people talk about there being a difference between street and competition options yeah. comes. Um, mainly because you are dealing with options, who are calling two, three, four, five, six options a weekend, and you need to have an environment that tests and challenges them. So the numbers will move up to another sort of um, level of difficulty. Um, but that's where it starts to get exciting because the winner and the runner-up of the REIV Senior competition then progress to what's called the Australasians. Um, so each state and territory in Australia and uh, two competitors from New Zealand every year. It shifts so we. Fourth year, you're pretty sure it ends up in New Zealand. Yeah, um, and you know it's a really exciting two days of competition where it's really the best of the best sort of up against each other. Um, you know, New, New Zealanders are probably the benchmark at the moment if you go back and look at the um, results, but and that's probably a pretty good overview.
0: Yeah, so point. we've got we've got novices as the entry level. Yep. Um, We've got senior and then we've got the Australasian competition. There's a number of private competitions that I understand, state-by-state state run, if you do want to hone your skill outside yep. of that you know, season of auctioneering. Um, to Peter and Adrian, question I ask you is, let's start with novice competition. Um, if you've got young aspiring auctioneers in your businesses, is that a non-negotiable for them to participate? And, and if so, why? Uh,
2: for me, so I uh, I would I would strongly encourage any of my team, but they've got to have the appetite for it first, and, and that's critical. So if one of my team approached me, and they haven't as yet, but if they did in the current team, um, I would strongly encourage that. But first, if they've got that appetite, because what they're effectively saying is that they are ready for all that commitment of training and learning, which in turn means a commitment from myself and other mentors within the, within the industry and what I must say, I commend the whole industry because there's so many wonderful mentors and there are so many wonderful auctioneers that are willing to give their time. Obviously some uh, some you can pay for as a coach and some are willing to spend half an hour over a cup of coffee or in their boardroom. So it, it is a sincere commitment uh, but I would certainly encourage because it because it's a great stepping stone in your career. So whether they progress through a uh, heat semi-final, final, final and win. But even that journey will allow them to propel even better in their real estate selling career. So it's a great uh, stepping stone in in real estate. So I'd certainly encourage it.
0: Peter, your your view?
3: Yeah, it's great to have that extra string to the bow, you know, like to to be that auctioneer as well. But I totally agree with you, Adrian. It needs commitment needs absolute commitment and you've got to want to do it not that oh that looks pretty cool to stand out there and do whatever it's really understanding the whole real estate process and um, it's not just calling numbers it's understanding the negotiation technique it's been re- reading body language it's being able to think on your feet so all these sorts of things need, need time need dedication and you need experience to sort of do that that's where i think competitions bar none, i mean you want to you want to jump to a whole new level. I think the competition is a perfect platform to do that because it exposes you, and I, and I mean it exposes you in a good way. It, you, you you learn the flaws really, really quickly. It's a bit like you're never going to practice on a client, you know. <laughs> and and with auctions, that's that's exactly the same. Is I tell you what, when you're in this uh, this this room, sort of gives me heart palpitation because <laughs> um, I, I look out here and I see a hundred or so odd people and. Um, There is no, there is no more fearful scenario to be in, but there's no more exhilaration that you could possibly um, Attribute to when you do a good call and you don't need to win But when you do a good call you walk off and You knock it down, you just like nailed it or whatever you don't even have to nail a piece It's like I I felt really good about that and then you go and do your on-street auction and you're like yeah, whatever, you know, but still means something. But, again, there's not three or four judges there ticking every little thing you do. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful journey. But, but again, getting back to your question with, with novice, um, if you really want to do it, there's absolutely no better way to reach um, not only it's not necessarily about going in it to, to reach the pinnacle of your career or of auctioning and win so forth. It just means you owe it to your clients out there to make sure that you're sharp, you're polished, and you, you've got great ability to, to call numbers and engage a crowd. Right. That's that's I think is, is really critical and that's what this platform that the REIV have been doing for many, many, many decades now have been able to provide and do it so so well.
0: Okay, and then we, if we take the discussion from novice which may be young agents in the marketplace one to two years to the mindset of a senior auctioneer someone that's got anything from three to four years to maybe 30 years experience Um, what's the conversation you're all agents yourselves you're working full time you've got teams underneath you you run your own businesses Um, it's very easy to be complacent you know i don't need to do that i've done it multiple times Um, How do we encourage senior auctioneers to take it seriously and put it, etch it into the the, the diary 12 months in advance or six months in advance to say, that's something I need to get to, because it is important, not only from a branding perspective, but also actually to see where I'm at and judge myself based on what others are doing in the marketplace at that stage. Any comment, gentlemen? i
1: go one step back, not in terms of judging yourself against your competition, but it's actually about you improving as an auctioneer, because if you dedicate the time to it, and you commit yourself to whether it be 12 or six months of training, you are naturally going to get better. And the result that happens in this room, it, does, it's actually, it doesn't actually matter. if you know, The end goal, of course, you'd like to win, but it's, if each time you do it, you progressively get better, I think that, that is a really good goal because it, it is a really hard award, award to win. It's you know, probably the most prestigious because you're not submitting a proposal to um, you know, the AWA to judge you and be it's actually how you perform in this room um, so it's purely practical based there's no theory um, but you know I think it's if you really want to improve your auctioneering skills and make a commitment there's no better platform because it forces you to train Definitely. and you know Pete mentioned it before you know, I didn't really put the effort in you can pick the ones that um, you know naturally that turn up and they put some work in and you know you can see they come back year after year and it's incremental improvement I think that's Really, what it's about, you know. And if you end up winning, that's great. Um, but it's that incremental improvement
0: you make along the line. Right. And Adrian, I, I, competed with yourself two years ago, I believe. You, you came and competed in the senior auctioneer competition. Um, it'd be easier to say, well, you know, I've done it all. I've been there. You know, why come back again? You know, what, what, what brought you back? And for those that maybe haven't competed in ten years, that are successful in their own rights as listing agents, you know, why would you sort of say, guys, come back and give it a go?
2: Well, a couple of years ago, a couple of people put pressure on me to come back. (laughs) uh,
0: It's your chance to name names.
2: I regret that. No, no. no. (laughs) It was, um, I was pleased to come back, but my example of coming back in 2017 is not really who I was back uh, nearly two decades earlier, you know, 99 winning my first uh, and then progressing through. And like Peter, what, what doesn't, uh, what's not noted in your notes there is all the times I lost, mm-hmm. uh, all the times I didn't ever get through the first round. And I was an avid competer, uh, competing. Uh, whilst there's five wins, I, I dare say there were 15 years where I didn't get through. 15 attempts in, in one different shape or form. So it gave me the confidence to walk in the room, although I still would sit and wait in the green room as nervous as anybody else in there, even though there was some some years under after having done it
0: after so many years.
2: Yeah, it didn't matter. I still had the nerves, but I certainly it was it was certainly uh, great to participate and great to get involved. I certainly wanted to win the Australasian. I had that that as my number one goal for many many years. Peter Peter has that title, and uh, you know I admire anybody that's gone to that league because I know. Firsthand, how difficult it is to get there. However, it's made uh, it's made me, I guess, in some to some extent a seasoned professional to say auctioneer is my passion. Uh, whilst I don't hold that title in my mantle, I can still say and present, and sit with you all here, and, uh, and share that same. Major Buckley was
0: still a great player, Adrian. Maybe there had an premiership <laughs> to his name, and he's uh, coaching a great club. Is so
2: maybe, 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 the same context there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly. Um, yeah, it's certainly been great. So no real, I can't give you a good reason. What I will say, though, um, is that the training and the effort that needs to go into it is huge. It's a big commitment because I can say to you that I may have taken, stepped up to the plate two years ago without that same training and you feel it straight away. Yes. Uh, I, I, would, I would say this to the advice of anybody mm-hmm. considering, for a moment, you have to put that ego aside. Now, as an auctioneer and as an agent, there is an ego in this room, and there is an ego within many, many agencies. Put it aside for a moment, because to get better, you do need to put it aside. And many of those senior auctioneers choose not to go into the competition because they don't want to. They don't want to lose. First of all, they don't want to see that within their marketplace. But if they can put that aside, their level of improvement is so great that uh, it will really elevate them, not only as an auctioneer, but as a uh, uh, as a person within their marketplace. So I'd say that's my advice, I'd say to people, put that aside and allow yourself to learn first um, because it's a, it's a critical part of uh, being a better, better auctioneer, whether you compete or not. But we often hear the
0: the comment that, um, and Peter, I'll let you respond to this first, uh, competition auctioneering is not the same street auctioneering so why would I go and do it why would I Why would I come into here when that's not what the case is there's no script on the street I've got to adapt and you know on the street I'm pretty good and again there's that ego piece in there but you know Peter you know, you've been here you want it you've seen the benefits of it you know, you've seen the fruits of it um, for those that are thinking that way that maybe have never stepped into this domain after auctioning for three or four years on the street you know why do it for the first time in 2020 or 2021? I think it's wonderful to set new
3: challenges for yourself. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, it's, it's like the, the agent that comes back and goes, I was really good in that listing presentation. I said, well, says who? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you know, I'll, I'll have a chat with the vendor about that, but um, if you think so, fair enough. And, and, and a lot of people think they're really great optionings. Um and, and some of them are, are rightly so, um, but some of them it's like, no. No, you're not, um, let, let's, let's, let's talk about some fundamentals. Because when we talk about fundamentals, there are fundamentals, it's like you might be a good um, theatrical auctioneer, yep. but you've actually missed the substance. And it's a bit like if there's 10 people bidding, you know, uh, my little daughter can do the auction and uh, yeah, there should be no problems at all, she's yeah. just adding up yeah. numbers. Yeah. But if you really want to test yourself and get the technicalities right, and this is the big thing about in-room auctions versus on-site, You've got, to, you've got to start somewhere and a lot of people have gone to just the street and then they've gone and they've actually missed some real fundamentals about the technicalities of auctions. Yep. Whereas this environment in in this room really taught some, some technical um, specialties in terms of how to do auctions and how to deliver auctions. Yeah, I'm happy and, a little bit, Peter. Yeah, just in terms of um, I guess is how we how our bid, bid pattern goes. Yeah. Um, how we knock back bids to not to put a buyer off, but then, you know, still keep them involved, reading the play, should I place a vendor bid, should I not? There's all these certain things that that, that go on in your mind. Your mind's going a million miles an hour, and it's great to do this in, in this environment. But also understanding there's a judging sheet there that you need to tick things off. You need to be able to understand the contract, for example. You know, there's a lot of auctioneers out there that, you know, their understanding of the contract is not great. The questions um, that you get asked in a competition. Wow, you know, <laughs> we are, as um, as as um uh, how we run competitions now is we sit there and go, right, what could trip up the auctioneer? So we're looking for that question because you might come across something on a Saturday, what could typically, that would stumble, you know, you'd stumble on, like so the, 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 the block doesn't add up, the, the right boundary is a couple of metres out. Yep. Or, uh, you know, I heard that there's a wiring problem. I heard that, you know, someone died in this room. I heard that, okay. whatever it may be, there's always these various, various com- um, um, questions that come up. But I'll tell you what, in competitions, I don't think there's a the question, you know, I haven't heard, but it still it still gets you on your toes. And it's still um, that that preparation there for if something did happen on the street, that knowledge that you know that there's nothing that could aff- absolutely ruffle my feathers because I think I've dealt with it all in these rooms. I've dealt with it all, so I've, I go out on the street with incredible confidence, knowing that I can deliver it um, in such a way that um, is professional um, and 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 buyers. I guess on the buy friendly option, yeah, is what is, is to engage those buyers in that process. But the
0: gaps in which the, the setting opened you up to, mm. and you're like, I didn't know that. Did yeah. that then spur on a new area of growth? Because no one had ever challenged you like that until you stepped into this room in front of your, your colleagues and other people in the industry that then identified that to you. And you're like, well, maybe I'm not as good as mine yeah. I thought. Yeah, I've got to say, and, and I'm going to sort of segue
3: a little bit here yeah. because I, I go back to an auction I did. Um, about three or four years ago and I did the auction and after the auction I went not good enough Mm -hmm. absolutely not good enough I suddenly realized that I was going through the motions so to get back to your question about why get back into the seniors and all that sort of stuff I think there's a lot of auctioneers me at this particular stage going through the motions it's like how do you get that spark how do you get that spark back into what you do and I said I've got to go back to the drawing board so I went back watched some tapes Spoke to some other auctioneers, um, looked at some um, some some old Australasians, not old Australasians, more recent Australasians, Yes, because auctioneering is continually evolving as well. That's yeah. an important thing. A 1997 or, um, and in fairness to Adrian, Adrian was probably um, in a final of of one of the best auctions that was ever right. called by John McGrath. That, that was incredible. Mm. And um, Clearly I came second. <laughs> yeah, and uh, was 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 absolutely amazing. But um.
0: When, was what I'm trying to sorry. I'm so sorry about. <laughs> you went back to the, uh, the right. review. So back to the and, and you go back to
3: the review and, and see all this, and it's just like wow. Okay, so bang, I was back out there. I like, trained during the week and that, which I'd never done, and it was a bit like, all right, now I'm back. Now I'm back. Sometimes you need that reinvigoration to get back and actually do it. Yep. The thing is, with competitions here in Victoria and auctioneers here in Victoria, we're, we're street performers. Uh, we're not in room, and we're agents. Most of us are agents, mm-hmm. um, so we're not doing as many on a Saturday. Whereas I go and watch a competition in New South Wales, and it is full of um, auction where contract that's that's their yeah, that's business. their business. They bad. are contract auctioneers, and that's their business. And they are doing ten to twelve, um, like yourself, Paul. Yeah. You know, you're doing ten to twelve. That. Now, if you're only doing one or two a week and some weeks you're not, pretty hard, it's a bit like watching the football this weekend, a few yes. rusty people, there's been you know, about 84 days. Um, I heard um, Brett Ratmans talk about St Kilda, there was 84 days between round one and round two. Wow. Now, for some of us in auctions, it, go, it could go 14, 21, 30 days between auctions and so forth. So how do you refine that craft? And that's where competitions are, are so good. It actually gets you sharp again and really tests you and, uh, like, am I, am I any good at this? Right, I want to go back. I want to reinvigorate myself. And I'm imagining that's, what, that's what, um, what you probably did a couple of years ago. There was an auctioneer I'd show my name, who's a good friend of mine, who competed last year, who's a, an award-winning auctioneer. He yes. get through to the final. And right. I watched his heat and said, man, do you practice here? He goes, no, no, I thought I'd wing it. Well, you can tell. That's why he didn't get through. So now he's so determined to come back and, and do it again and practice and all that sort of stuff. So it's an interesting um,
0: interesting journey. And after this, uh, gentlemen, um, after this COVID period, and to your point, like I think there's a fair few of us that you know are rusty, aren't calling auctions, volumes are lower. I mean, with the senior and novice competitions coming up in, in July and August, I mean personally i look at it as a as a great way to sort of dust off the cobwebs and have someone to work for even though the the stock might be low over the next two months would you agree Luke?
1: yeah definitely i think um you know it will blow off the cobwebs come out um you know and it's it'll just put you through the past paces and it comes back to peak point there there's just not going to be the volume at the moment you know um i know from our office we're not doing anywhere near as many auctions as we were doing, um, but yeah, definitely a good chance to pull off the puckline if works. Get up, put yourself through your paces because then spring's spring's busy. You're just going to springboard straight into it. Yep. I think it's a really good launch for this group. And the bonus from
0: competing. I mean, we've seen yourself now, you're a leading auctioneer, for the wood Arts Group. And you're doing a lot for a number of offices. Adrian, you're doing the Royal Children's Hospital, and Peter, you've done it on the block with your respective business. These are the things that come out of you know engaging in this continual improvement. Has that been good in your respective businesses as well as individuals and as a team? Yes.
2: Look, certainly, I think uh, the the opportunity came about many, many years ago with the Children's Hospital. Uh, I was I was asked if I'd be interested in helping them out, and uh, so so you know a dozen times I've helped them out over the last twenty five years. Um, it, it's an honour and a great experience, an unreserved property, uh, obviously the money going to a great cause. And I think all of us would have been involved in numerous charity auctions and fundraising auctions for varying causes. They're great ways to sharpen the pencil, keep on top of it. But it's a constant reminder that one of the important things through all of this is Uh, to help you and help your business, build your networks, get to know more people. and auctioneering puts you at the face, at the cold face in many situations. You get to meet the decision makers, you get to meet some great and amazing people, whether it's through the community or charities, whether you're doing business for corporates or other organisations. It's it's a wonderful place to be at the helm of, of that moment in time, that 15 minutes, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, and many of the auctioneers watching this will know that already. I would I would say, though, that the competition, refining it and practicing and working that little bit harder, just brings you to the next level. We've all repeated that already, but it just takes you to that next level. It, so it's been really good to me through that. I think the most unusual auction I did it was not long after the 94 win, I was asked to do a clearing sale around the Emu race course. Right. Uh, I had to look up where Emu Plains was. <laughs> where is Emu Plains? Uh, down near young Frankston. Uh, and we did, you know, I was selling bluestone bricks to cow manure. You name it, I was, I was auctioning everything in this afternoon. Yeah. 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 I've, also, uh, I've also had the honor uh, to do pigeon auctions um, in Edith Vale, there's the pigeon auction. Oh, no, you off individual birds? Yeah, they? I was auctioning off, they put them up in a <laughs> cage and I was auctioning <laughs> off individual birds. Um, but I mean, it, all an counts, though, right? it all counts. It all counts. You went see great. a friend's wedding. You
0: go and do a charity auction. You go and do this. It all sort of adds building blocks to what you're doing every day on the street for your
2: for your business. It does all count. So I've been. I feel like I've been quite blessed in that respect.
0: That's good. That's very. And and, and Peter, the block being in front of the TV, you got an audience. Did you, Did you have to curb what was natural to you, or did you? <laughs> um, or is it just business as usual? Uh, look, to a large extent it's business as
3: usual and I think um, I think the company thing with the block is it's, it's very much cut up you know there's a lot of my auction on the, on the cutting room floor of Channel 9. Uh, so they, so they can, look pretty good They right? Yeah well yeah well basically they do I mean it was um, I had a tough one last year because um, it was the last of the five auctions, so yes. it's the worst spot to be. So literally, I watched every one of our buyers buy the one before us, buy the one before that, and it's like, oh my god, I hope there's someone left for us. But there was, but um, but they they cut it. It's TV. It's um. So I think the most important thing. It's like with any auction, yeah. right? If I if I uh, and I remember Damien Cooley said this to me. He goes, don't sort of cringe or. Or wipe the sweat off your brow, or do anything like that, because the camera is always on you. Yes. And if I went like this, a camera would hone in on that, <laughs> and it'd be like, oh, it looks really nervous there, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I do that. And this year, actually, it was fun. Last year, sorry, because it's my first block auction. They made it like it was my first ever auction. That's just part of Channel Nine, and yeah. and in everything. So it's all for TV and, and and whatever it is, whatever story they want to create. But there was a fair bit of nerves there. But I certainly wasn't looking down the barrel thinking there was how uh, many viewers was that night? Like two, three million dollars three million dollars. <laughs> two or three million viewers down the um down the barrel. Yeah. Um it wasn't like that, it was like I had a room of say eighty people. Yeah. And um and that's I was doing the auction for the eighty people. And there just happened to be another three million watching. Um so and I guess everything along the journey, I was Adrian and I were just talking about um because I go for walks in the morning past Leonda by the Yarra. Yep. We used to, you know, back in the early two thousands, the auction competitions that would be packed, standing room only. So there would have been three to four hundred people in those rooms. They were that, that grounded you for anything. Right. You know, that yeah. was that was as big as um, as you get now. You know, you go do charity auctions in front of a couple of thousand. Most of them are boozed anyway, and not listening <laughs> to you. So that's all good. Um, that's what tends to help with uh, charity auctions, but you're right with um, MC weddings I think I've done eleven. Uh, but it just there's so many other facets of, of life that, that, that auctioneering and public speaking and all these sort of things um, you know well and truly help with. and you don't even realize it until you actually sit there until you say that before. up actually every, every part of this journey is that piece of that jigsaw and I think auction competitions is a really big piece of that. Jigsaw mm-hmm. um, that enables so many other things um, in your life, in your in your real estate career.
0: Fantastic, and Luke, you're actively competing, I dare say uh, that you're going to make another appearance this year. Uh, maybe, maybe. I <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> was <did, why> <laughs> uh,
1: sitting here before this. I've uh, yeah, uh, said a few people. I might not compete. I'm just thinking, going, yeah, I'll be able to do it again. I don't know. It's. Um, yeah, I just enjoy, you know, whether you win or not, and I've been fortunate the last couple of years that the cards have fallen my way. I actually just enjoy the process. I enjoy um, Mark Summage from New Zealand. Um, He's been really good. He, yeah. I was able to connect with him. And, um, you know, he said auction competitions are like mental jigsaw puzzles. And you, know, you get through the bidding and it'll come to a pause and you've got to work out, well, what's the next key to unlock the door to keep going in the bidding? Um, not so relevant for a novice, but you know, especially when you get to the seniors, things can pop up and you've got to work out how am I going to deal with this? And sometimes there's neither a right or a wrong way to deal with it. You've just got to pick a scenario and go mm-hmm. and it'll sort itself out, but it, it is, it puts you um, through your paces and that pressure, it's nothing like, you know, when you get onto the street, A, you probably already know if you've got a good listing agent, whether it's going to sell or not. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you're already prepared. You know, what, you know, you speak to them on the Thursday or the Friday. Um, you know, you chat with them, and go, this is what we're gonna do, do you set up and you remain remain nimble. But you know, the 20, 30 people from the general public which are there, they don't really know how to judge a good auctioneer. And I think that's where coming here, because you know, everyone in your office when you do an auction, no one will tell you the worst option they've ever seen. Yeah. I pat you up the back and I'll tell you you're great, mate. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good. But you really you come here and it'll humble you. If you if you think that you are and the proof's in the pudding and if you think that you're too good to train, and um, I don't know exactly who you were talking about, I am not mention the name either, but if you turn up, it, it will humble you and you go, okay, I didn't put in the work. And you'll learn something you need to put in the work because, yep. um, you know, I can speak for myself, I know you, we trained together last year. I,
0: can, I, can, I, I was one of those people two, yep. three years ago, and just turn up and do it and you very quickly find out where you end up and but you the, don't train. That's
3: real, it's really important, and, and for this reason is, is when I speak at auction seminars and, and do auction coaching whatever, the big thing is this. If I was going, if we're going to see Cats or Beauty and the Beast or uh, Les Mis, right, we're not buying a ticket to go and see that tomorrow. We're buying a ticket nine months out to go and see that theatre production, mm-hmm. right? So when I get to that theatre production in nine months or ten months, I want to make sure that I expect every single actor to be on their A game. I don't care that you've done ten shows this week. And you're over. This is my show and I've waited nine months for this, okay? so it's. You're not on Broadway, right? This is what I say to auctioneers. It's irrelevant if you've done, this is your sixth auction for the day or if it's your, you know, your your 10th for the month or whatever it may be. You know what? This vendor here has waited maybe 10 years for this moment, maybe five years, maybe 20 years, whatever it is. I've got a responsibility. Guess what? It's their night on Broadway, okay? And I need to be on my game. So that's where... With auction comps, and you and you look at the, the effort that goes into it, and and uh, and the smiles, and everything that you need, yeah. And I think back to yours, Paul, and and, and you, you and you guys are just so marginal. Like sometimes these competitions are very marginal. But I tell you what, there might be just. It might come down to a smile, or it might come. And you know what, the potential vendor that's watching you do the auction, it might come down to that smile. Yes. And you've just cost yourself ten or twenty grand. For that, um, or, or, or you lost a beard. Oh, the person who was in the crowd that's looking at you thinks, oh, couldn't really add up there, could he? Yeah, you know, but you, that's what I think. I think they oh, could be doing very that. Board. So your preparation for for a competition needs to be first class, right? Like your preparation for a Saturday auction, whether it's your two o'clock auction or it's your ten a.m. auction, it's got to be exactly the same. It's the old vendors' day on or uh, a yeah, day on Broadway, and they're expecting to see a first-class auctioneer. That's the way you've got to tackle it each and every
0: time. Fantastic. And I guess the, and you know, as we sort of you know, taper towards the back end of, of, of this discussion, we've got people watching, I suppose. The fact that they're watching means that they should care. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here sitting watching. So you've already made the first step into that journey. Mm. Um, we do have the, the registrations for senior competition coming up, which close in 3rd of July, and the novices close on Friday the 24th of July. 3rd of July.
1: Yeah, no. There you go. Sorry. Don't miss it. Make sure it's in the diary.
0: What are you saying to the, the person or the voice in the person's head that's watching right now? I'll go through each, each one of you individually. Um, it's too late. Don't want to do it. I'm too scared. What are you saying to that voice in their head because you've sat there before? Like? Um... It's not too late if you're willing to put in
1: some work between now and I think the competition's late July Correct. for seniors. Yes, So that gives you six, seven weeks to prepare. Look, ideally you would have wanted more, more lead time than that. But if you stick at it for six or seven weeks, do as much as you can and just come in with an open mind to learn and grow and whether you win, make the final, don't make the final, and that's your springboard to next year. Because um, you know, this year for some people has been, challenging in other aspects So probably the competitions a couple of months ago were the furthest thing from everybody's mind. But I think it'd be a really good springboard. Um we can do a Jerry Material and turn up and win on your first go and, <laughs> and you know, that's it. Feel free to do that. But, um and not a Jeremy. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so you do, um yeah six, seven weeks of solid practice, you'd be a better option here than you are today by the time you get to that
0: competition. Without a doubt. Adrian, what are you saying to that voice?
2: Look, I'm saying you've, you've got to do it for you. If you're watching today, you're one of the few hundred people today watching, I want to encourage you to do it because you've made it this far in your career during this COVID time. And this is going to be something that you could leverage off. As a better auctioneer, getting out of your comfort zone, you're going to be able to list more real estate. I strongly believe that, and and to Luke's credit, he only said a moment ago that, uh, I think he said you're gonna sell five this month, and I hope you don't mind me sharing that. I think that's a good number, really. Good number of properties to sell, um, given the the, the current environment. Clearly, that people have acknowledged him or recognized him as as a great auctioneer. A great auctioneer is not someone that sells every property under the hammer, or has the biggest voice, or has the fanciest clothes. A great auctioneer can just deliver that total package well, and you can only deliver that total package well with that extra learning, that extra education, that extra effort. And certainly enrolling into the novice pushes you for that little bit of extra effort. So it's not too late. You can jump on it now. You can watch videos. There's so many resources. you heaps
0: of content heaps of watch,
2: to watch. Heaps of videos. Right. Uh, you'll even see some with hair, uh, with me. <laughs>
0: um, but
2: if you look at those and like Peter said watch the journey because options have evolved uh, and go back to the late 90s and look at some in the early 2000s and if you look at the recent one, recent uh, videos with Luke and uh, Harry you'll see an evolution taking place but the videos are a great learning tool and the other thing and I've touched on this already as an industry there are so many people willing to help and as you were talking I remember I can't remember what year, but I remember ringing uh, um, Duncan McPherson from Nelson Alexander and it was a completely random call and I said, Duncan, uh, I believe you have group meetings. He said, yeah, that's right. I said, when are they? Um, And I said, I'd like to come and call an auction in your group meeting. By the way, I'm not part of the Nelson Alexander group, so I just forced myself in there, called an auction just to have that disruption in my mind, just to really challenge me to know that I had a room of uh, 100 plus agents. Um, So challenge yourself, it will make you better. It'll make you a better lister and seller of real estate and you may go on and and win the wonderful uh, competition. So go do it.
0: Peter, what do you say to that
2: voice?
3: I uh, I don't think 2020 has been challenging enough uh, I think, you know, with bushfires <laughs> and uh, floods and Coding. COVID, uh, I just think, you know, why not throw something else into the mix to really cool just, um, you know, ramp up, the, uh, ramp up the year. Look,
0: for for, for a novice, it's two
3: conversations here, is there, a novice and senior? Yep. Yeah. right? Yeah. So novice, yeah. I've got to say it's yeah. a no-brainer. Even if you don't want to do auctions, go and do a novice comp. Yeah. For that reason, what you just said before. Be speaking you're going to be a better listener, yep. okay? Um, you're just going to be better in front of, in front of a client in lounge room. If you're going to be in real estate, then have a crack and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an absolute no-brainer um, in terms of novice. The novice competition should have 300 people in it. If you're serious about your career um, in real estate, you should go and do a novice competition. There, there is absolutely no doubt about it. Now, then if it um, – and that's just for just general – your journey in real estate, you know. And with rocking back and forth now. <laughs> 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 okay. if you're a senior is a different conversation. Now, senior is um so there's two conversations here with a senior auctioneer. It's one is um you need to potentially look at reinventing yourself and and getting some reinvigoration back into your auction life and spiel and everything else that goes with it. And then there's like a I'm just starting to really pick up. Well, if you want to just take leaps and bounds and really test yourself, then there's no better environment to put yourself in as an auctioneer. So if you're just on the journey up, well, again, if you love auctions, then it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's something that I, I think is an absolute must. It's not a should, it's a must, yeah. okay? And for those that have been doing it a while, this could be the fire in the belly that you need or the reinvigoration that you need. Put yourself you know, in front of a, a room of people um, and, and, and four judges
0: um, and a camera, and reignite that fire. Fantastic. Mm. So, just as a summary, three calls. We always call it down in three calls, gentlemen. Uh, first call <laughs> from today is that uh, um, we can only get better. So, if you start your training and you're heading into the competition over the next couple of months, either senior or novice, you can only be better than what you were today. As soon as you submitted that and you started your training. Um, second observation that I've made through my own career, and you know, agree if you will. Um, be yourself you know turn up come here and compete in your own skin don't try to be Luke don't try to be Adrian don't try to be Peter You know, draw off things that you like but make it your own don't try to be somebody else because you'll find that uh, you can't be somebody else you can only be who you are and the third call is it's a must it's not a it's not really a choice if you're committed and you actually want to be good at what you're doing which is the auctioneering craft uh, you should and you must compete annually and should be in your diary. And like any listed meet, listing meeting, if you plan well ahead, there's no reason why you can't be here. So um, to everyone that joined us, we really appreciate your time. Um, to our speakers, Peter, Adrian and Luke, thank you very much for your knowledge. Um, I'm sure that if anyone's watching that would like to reach out, um, not that they're going to be calling you and spending hours, but you're happy to, to answer any emails or calls that might be available, is that right? Always. Right. Yeah. fantastic Fantastic. Um, Thank you to everyone that made today possible, to Emma Burton and the uh, REIV team. We really appreciate making this webinar available to the audience, to our partners. Well, Anywhere Auctions, Herald Sun, the Leader Community News, Open to View, and RECV. Thank you very, very much. To register for more information on the upcoming op- op- auction competitions for novice and senior, go to the REIV website, have a look. Nominations closed for seniors on the 3rd of July, for the novices, that's on the 24th of July. And uh, thank you for your time and thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon.